Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Mum Talk, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, mum to Amandine, who was born in September 2018. If you are new here on this podcast, I share my journey as a mum, from pregnancy to life with a baby, now toddler, sharing all the highs and all the lows. Not only am I joined by incredibly knowledgeable guests, some experts in their field, but also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in mum talk to be honest real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments wherever you may be thank you for listening and enjoy being part of today's conversation Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mum Talk, Series 8, Episode 8. And today you have me. I'm going to be covering off quite a few topics, but I'm going to break that down in a second. I have had an absolute nightmare of a morning. I've just had one of those mornings. It has not been a nightmare, but I have managed... I think, to get my head on straight, bundle Hendrik and Amandine out of the door slash persuade Hendrik to take Amandine out for the morning so I can record the podcast for you lovely, lovely people and also get on with some jobs, (laughs) some much needed jobs Um, and then sit down to do the podcast and the window cleaners turn up. I feel like it could be one of those continual mornings where I just feel like I need just a little bit of time, but I don't get any time whatsoever. Anyway, I hope you're all having a much better morning than I am having, and I am going to get right into this podcast. So first of all, I'm going to talk about pregnancy and how I'm feeling. So as usual, if you don't want to listen to that, I will put in the show notes where you want to skip to for the rest of the chat. If it's a trigger for you, if you're trying to conceive, I completely understand. Um, And if you don't want to hear about that, I get it. Then I'm going to be taking your questions. Then I'm going to be talking about uh, potty training and how we're getting on and also sharing all of your wonderful advice. So on Instagram this week, I really, really want to try and... um, I don't know, make make the podcast useful for everybody, which I know it is already, but there's a lot of repetition. The more podcasts that get launched with mums and you know, I think I'm possibly the only one who's not a celebrity running a mum podcast. <laughs> um, but it seems the more mum, and when I started Mum Talk, as you guys know, there were very, very few. In fact, I think it was just Happy Mum, Happy Baby, if Happy Mum, Happy Baby was around then, um, and me, and then some medical ones. And over the last couple of years, of course, more wonderful mums have come on to talk about their experience of motherhood and share, um, which is brilliant. You know, the more the merrier. I absolutely, truly believe in that because we're not all going to cover the same topics. However, it is getting a little bit samey and the same guests are appearing on a lot of different people's podcasts. And I don't want to do that because that's not helpful. I would much rather say to you, go listen to the Parenthood's podcast where they're talking about potty training. It's brilliant. It has fantastic guests on rather than me trying to get, you know, the same guest on for you guys. There's very little point in that, I feel. So I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to share your advice. My point, my point (laughs) is that I'm going to share your advice. So if you're not already following, go over to Mum Talk Podcast on Instagram and Every week I'm going to put out um, a question box and what is better than mum's advice, right? Everyone that's been through it and experienced it. And I really, really felt this with potty training specifically because I actually, I I read loads of, I, I read a book, I read lots of blogs from experts and specialists talking about how to potty train, you know, when your child's ready and yada, yada, yada. 
all very helpful. However, I actually only found what worked for Amandine when I spoke to two or three other mums who had found similar experiences that actually the blogs and the expert guidance they could take snippets from and then almost put lots of different experts' guidance together. So instead of getting one expert on and just talking about you know, their way of doing it, why not bundle it all together and let's try and figure out a way to help you know, our own children in their own way. But it was really talking to other mums and their experience of it that I really thought, oh yeah, I've got it. This is this is going to work perfectly with Amaldine. So from the podcast point of view, I think that's what I'm going to try and do. So we're going to start that off today with potty training. And also, I also put a question box out on Instagram this last um, few days about how to tell the your first child or your second child, whatever, your first child, essentially in our case, that there's a new baby on the way and just your experience with that. So why don't we get started? Let's get started, shall we? Um, Okay, how am I feeling in pregnancy? I'm 15 weeks tomorrow, which is lovely. I feel like I'm almost, well, I am, I'm almost four months pregnant, which is really nice. I have a little bump, which is which is quite funny. I feel like I am 20 weeks pregnant already. I mean, I really do. I, it's very, very true with your second child. I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe not everyone feels like this, but I have felt with my second child, I've shown a lot, lot earlier um, than before. It's actually really nice because it, there's an external visual to how I'm feeling internally, if you see what I mean. I've been feeling so rough um, and, you know, there's been zero change, and now I'm like, yes, okay, I am pregnant. <laughs> this is brilliant. Because I have been, I haven't, it's wrong to say I've been forgetting, but I haven't been giving it, I haven't had the opportunity to give it the thought process. I think I said last week, you know, with Amaldine, I was checking Baby Center app, uh, what are the other ones? God, I can't even remember the other ones. <laughs> um, but all I had like three or four apps that tell you what size your baby is, what they're developing this week, how, how you can expect to be feeling. Fantastic apps. Um, but I think I'd check them maybe once every month or something at the moment because I just don't have the time. Um, but yes, it's lovely. It's lovely to have a little bump. I am finding my clothes are getting a bit tight. So I did did um, get all my maternity clothes down. Not that I'm actually wearing them because they're too big. <laughs> I'm not at that point yet. So I'm trying to find the biggest, stretchiest clothes I have. So essentially, as normal, to be honest, uh, I live in leggings anyway, whether I'm pregnant or not. So leggings and a cosy jumper is, is where I'm going with it right now. Um, but I've been feeling less nauseous 24-7, which has been a welcome relief, and it's now coming in waves, which is nice. I'm really, really hoping that by tomorrow <laughs> that it's gone completely. If Amandine left completely at 15 weeks, and I'm just really hoping it's the same. I'm definitely not as tired. I can actually stay up past 7.30 now. Um, so I actually watched a movie for the first time, getting into the lovely Christmas movies. I do like this time of year as far as the Christmas Christmas spirit goes. It's really nice. And with Amandine, it's really nice. Hendrik and I are just trying to figure out what uh, traditions we want to do because I really think Amandine being two now, she's really getting into it. And Hendrik spends a lot of time actually explaining to her about Father Christmas or Père Noël is what he's called in France and the reindeer and you know we've come up with 
um, Père Noël, there is only one Père Noël who lives at the North Pole and every other Father Christmas type person that she sees is a helper to help raise awareness of Father Christmas, essentially. Um, and to help check in on kiddos and, and stuff. So it's, it's really nice and Amandine's loving it and I think she keeps thinking it's Christmas. I think when we get the tree it might be quite confusing for her because she might think, oh right, today's Christmas. I'm, I'm not too sure, but we'll figure it out. We're figuring it out at, at the way. But in France they do a, on the night of the 5th, you put out a slipper, you put out your list of Father Christmas and then when he was a little boy in return, he got um, an advent calendar, like a little chocolate. Um, they don't do uh, chocolate advent calendars in his family, so they're really beautiful kind of paper advent calendars, which is lovely. So we're just trying to figure out what we want to do. So I think instead of doing a stocking and instead of doing a Christmas Eve box, which again I think Amandine will probably find quite confusing, I'm, I think we're going to make a, a bit of a bigger thing on the morning of the 6th so she'll write her letter and everything and then in return she'll get her advent calendar and a few little gifts and maybe a pair of Christmas pyjamas and also that way she gets so much more time to enjoy those little things rather than getting something on Christmas Eve or a stocking on Christmas morning and then loads of presents um yeah because even though Hendrik and I kind of said let's just rein it in on the presents this year Hendrik can't he just can't he's spoiling her rotten and it's it's a, it's a bit much in my opinion, but he is spoiling her rotten. Anyway, sorry, I diverted to Christmas there. <laughs> sorry. Um, I will do a proper Christmas podcast. I say that, but I probably won't actually. Um, it'll just be part of the next couple that are left in the series. But pregnancy-wise, we had our NIPT scan, which I talked about a little last week about what we were having. Um, and we did actually have it. It was lovely. I went by myself. Hendrik was looking after Amaldine. He really is showing very little interest in this baby, uh, which is fine for the moment. We had the blood test, so I think we get to find out the sex this week. Uh, should be this week at some point. She did prepare me for it potentially to be next week, so I wasn't disappointed if the results took ages, but I'm not listening to her. I probably should listen to her, but I'm not. So I am really excited about that. Um, I'm very eager to know whether it's a girl or a boy. Um... In a way, I'm excited that it could be a boy, but I'm also really, really excited that it could be a girl because being one of two sisters, um, I absolutely adore, as you guys know, my relationship with my sister. We're really, really close and I wouldn't change it for the world. And I would like Amandine to experience that. It's just awesome. So um, I know that's not the same in every family, but I feel very lucky that my sister and I get on so well and actually genuinely enjoy spending time together. She might be sitting, uh, she, I don't think Michelle listens to this, but she, <laughs> if she did, she might sit there and be like, what? No, I don't. I'd much rather be with someone else. Anyway, um, yeah, so we get to find that out this week. I will, I'll tell you, I had loads of questions this week saying, please share the sex, please share the sex. So I'll tell you. Um, and what else happened? We had the scan, or I had the scan, which was lovely. Um, they spend a lot more time with you on the scan, really pointing out the feet, really checking over um, the baby as a whole. She did flick it over to 4D, which I had last time when I went for the NIPT Harmony scan uh, and blood test. <laughs> but this time, oh my God, it was freaky. I really wish I hadn't seen it because in my mind, I'm now like, um... That does not look like a human. <laughs> and I know they're still tiny, uh, absolutely tiny, but yeah, still, I, I kind of wish I hadn't seen it. Um, 
she was very reassuring, saying, it's very odd when you see them at that point at, at, at 4D scans. So if you want to look into it more, um, we went through, obviously we paid in full for this, we went through, I'm just sharing information with you, Ultrasound Direct, um, and there's a company in Exeter called Baby Bond, um, and they are wonderful. So if it's something that you do want to look into, their website is quite informative on what the actual test involves. Um, if you want to read up on it and see if it's something that you might want to do. Um, I think I'm, I'm I don't I don't think any of my friends have had it with their first or their second. Oh, actually, no, I do know one, maybe two. Um, so I don't think it's a particularly popular, necessary thing to do. You might have your own reasons why you want to do it, maybe age or um, previous results or something like that. But the lady was very nice, very friendly, um, and it was great. What else can I tell you about my pregnancy? Oh, gosh, yeah, I'm getting quite a bit of anxiety with this pregnancy. Uh, anxiety in around, I'm not sure that's the right word, but or I'm not sure I'd go as far to say anxiety, but... Um, I kind of wake up, I'm not getting much sleep at all, actually. My friend lent me her BB Hug Me pillow, and I, I think it's taking me a while to get used to it, because it's quite big compared to my other one. I'm sure the more pregnant I get, the less I will want to roll around, but I still really want to roll around quite a lot in preg in, in, in bed at the moment. Um, and having a massive pillow that you kind of want to take with you the whole time <laughs> isn't ideal. <laughs> Uh, but I'm sure I'll get used to sleeping it and the bigger I get, the the more helpful I'm sure I'll find it. I just can't get comfy. I, I really cannot get comfy. And if I lie on my right side, which I know you're not really meant to do, I get heartburn. If I lie on my left side, I'm comfy, but only about five minutes. I then want to lie on my tummy, which the BB Hug Me does allow allow you to do. But, you know, when you're in the middle of kind of your sleep and you're a bit woozy, you don't really want to shape the pillow into a circle so you can then lie on it. <laughs> It's the same with all pregnancy pillows. Um, and yeah, I'm not getting much sleep. But when I do wake up in the middle of the night, I'm just getting really stressed about, oh, I, I you know, I, I think I feel a lot happier when I can feel the baby. But I'm thinking, is it still there? Is it still happy? Um, what, what about, I, I seem to be stressing more about the umbilical cord getting wrapped around its neck at birth. Not that that's happened to me because it didn't with Amandine. Um, but that's, yeah, it's really seeded in my mind for some reason and I'm not particularly sure why. And I hope that that anxiety doesn't come with me all the way through to birth. I'm going to talk to the midwife about it and actually just get her expert advice. And I'm sure that that will then put my worries at ease. Um, but that's been interesting. And also just knowing that there's a baby in there with legs and arms and a head and it's growing every second of the day is a little bit freaky. I think I was um, naive to it with Amandine because, you know, I had yet to birth a human being. And with this one, I know what's coming and I know that there is a baby growing in there and it's just weird. It's just really weird. Like when I find myself waking up on my back and I'm like, oh God, oh, uh, yeah, I'm finding it a little bit stressful at the moment. Anyway, let's move on. Um, because there's only so much I feel like I can say in the, um, second pregnancy. I mean, I'm not entirely sure what I talked to you about 
for those very early days at the very beginning of the podcast, I need to have a listen back because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure what else I can say about pregnancy. Right. Your questions, your questions, questions. I, there aren't a huge amount, so I am just going to start from the top. Not a question, but just sending love. Your podcast sends my sleep, my kids to sleep, so thank you. Oh, yay. Actually, you're not the first one to have said that. Apparently, I have quite a calming voice, but not today. I feel like my voice is quite excitable today, so if you want your kids to sleep, maybe don't put this podcast on until I get to the end and get a bit tired of talking. Um, But thank you. That's really lovely. I always love getting messages of appreciation and love because it's quite difficult when you're you know, a one band, one man band like me. And, you know, I don't, I don't pay for any PR. I don't pay for pushing this podcast out. It literally is mums recommending it to other mums and people, uh, finding it on iTunes because you guys have left it on Apple podcasts because you guys have left a review and boosted it or something like that. Or they've searched for particular mum podcasts, you know, and doing that and a toddler and a husband that's at home all the time not saying that he's another child, or maybe I am, Um, it's really tricky. So I do really appreciate it. Um, And also, you know, as you guys know, this this series isn't sponsored. So um, I am doing it because I love it. And I really enjoy it. No one's paying me to do it. So it is really nice to to do that. Okay, Um, how can I come to terms with going back to work? I'm feeling really anxious about it. Oh, yeah. I completely understand, um, but I'm probably not a very good person to ask that question to because I get to do this from home and I also get to do my yoga from home at the moment because of COVID, obviously. Um, But yes, I suppose it depends on what support net system you have at home as well, um, going back to work. But I do want to talk about this in the future. But I suppose to help you with anxiety, if it's kind of going back to work and making sure your little one's okay, um, just making sure that that support system's there, making sure that you're completely happy and comfortable with your childcare options and who's going to be looking after your little one. But, oh, leaving our little ones, no matter what age they are, I think it's one of the toughest things we can do. I remember going up to London when Amandine was six months and I left her here. That's the only time I've left her. Um, And I left her for one night. And actually, when I was gone, it was fine. (laughs) But the whole train ride up there was horrific. Um, But yeah, once I was there, I was totally fine. But I was in a rush to get back to her. Um, But yeah, going back to work, kind of full-time especially, that's really, really tough I think we do get used to it and if you really enjoy your job it hopefully won't be as hard as you think Um, and I think there's that that sense of having a purpose outside of being a mum which is really empowering as well but yes essentially that support system around you for your little one knowing that you're comfortable with everything I think will really try and take some of that anxiety away from um, from going back to work. Potty training progress, please, and baby gender. <laughs> yeah, baby gender's coming, I promise you. When, when I know, you'll know. Um, potty training, I'll come on to that. 
tips on layers, coats, waterproofs for a toddler. Yes. So all we do with Amandine actually is, because um, I, I looked at all of the, you know, Poliano Pret stuff and it is wonderful, but they grow so quickly at this age that it's not cheap, <laughs> that stuff. And um, they grow so quickly. So what we've done for Amandine is we have bought her a really warm coat. It's actually just from Bowdoin, uh, but it goes down to something ridiculous, like minus 18, and it is so woolly and so warm, so fluffy inside. Um, and it's it's really padded. She looks, she looks a little bit like a Michelin man, which is quite funny, but it is super warm. So we put that over the top. If it's dry, obviously, that's the top layer. So I'll start, <laughs> make more sense if I start from the bottom, wouldn't it? Sometimes we put her in a uh, vest, not a popper vest, because, because we are potty now. A popper vest would be really hard and also probably would end up in the potty with the wee half the time. So just a t-shirt vest, uh, which I think we got from next or something like that. Uh, then a long sleeve top and then a jumper and then her coat. But often or not, we won't have the little vest on at the moment. But I think once it gets really cold, it will definitely go on. Um, and then just one layer of leggings. But I do often uh, double that up in the winter. Um, or went on a really cold day, or if we're going to the beach and it's windy or something, I'll put two layers of leggings on, and then a thick pair of socks, wellies, obviously. And then if it's raining, um, she'll wear a thicker jumper, and then over the top of that, she'll wear her waterproof. We got a waterproof... Oh, God, what was it? Where's it from? Where's it from? Where's it from? Okay, sorry, I just Googled to find out where it was from. It's called Hippie Chick, uh, we got it, I think, from Kidley. It's, I think it's £25, which um, is really reasonable. It's not, if they sat in a puddle of water for an extended period of time, it does, it would seep through. But if it's raining or if, you know, they're just in the woods and it's raining or they're out for a walk and it's raining or, you know, it's perfectly fine, nothing seeps through, she doesn't get wet at all. So I would highly recommend that because she's had it for, oh, over a year now. Um, and there's still a huge amount of room in it. Um, but, but she does, she likes it and it's great. And it washes really well in the washing machine. Um, yeah, it's great. I, in fact, <laughs> gross, isn't it? I washed it for the first time the other day because normally I just brush the mud off, but she did a pee in it. So it needed to be washed, as do her wellies, but I'm not going to wash those because we literally wear them every single day. Um, but yes, that is what I would recommend. Um, the coat, as I mentioned, is from Bowdoin. Uh, Bowdoin Kids, obviously. It is great. It's a little blue one. It has little green sleeves and a pink zipper, if you're looking for it. Uh, and a very white woolly inside. It's lovely. I think that was about maybe £35, which again I thought was reasonable for a coat, because when you look at like the Patagonia ones and they're around £80-£90 for a kid's coat, as much as I would love to buy her that because it's a lot more, it's a lot thinner, it's a lot easier to move your, move around in, it's super warm, I cannot justify spending that amount of money. Maybe when they're older and she'll get two or three years um, use out of it, but not when it's going to be a year probably. 
How has it been looking after A whilst pregnant? Exhausting. And I have to be honest, if Hendrik wasn't here, I'm not sure how I would have coped. I actually think I would have coped okay because I do just get on with it when he's not here. And almost it's a little bit easier almost when he's not here because um, I do just have to get on with it. Whereas when he is here, I can just wallow in my own self-pity. Um and feeling rubbish, but it's been, the the exhaustion, I've never felt anything like it, I have, I mean, yeah, I literally couldn't keep my head lifted from the table come five o'clock when we were eating dinner, and by the time Amandine was in bed, I was also in bed, asleep, and not, not kind of googling stuff, and on my phone, asleep, (laughs) and I know it's because I'm not sleeping well at night, but I would be asleep, and then, um, lunchtime as well I'd have to lie down I mean I still do I have to lie down at lunchtime sorry I'm yawning so you can probably hear how tired I am (laughs) um but it's really difficult to explain because Hendrik's like I don't understand how you can be tired you're not doing anything I'm like yes well I'm making a human being in my stomach so yeah (laughs) obviously not in my stomach stomach actually stomach physically but you know what I mean um so yeah, it's really difficult to explain to him, um, and he doesn't get it at all. But it has been exhausting. Um, getting out in the fresh air massively helps, massively helps. So I would highly recommend that. If you are pregnant and struggling, get outside. <laughs> um, and try and do things that are just easy. Um, for instance, we just go for lovely walks. I take her bike. I take the buggy, the out and about buggy that we have. I spoke about a couple of weeks ago, which has just been an absolute game changer. Um, and that's what we do. And even if it's just little walks around the village or they see so much at when they're out and around, out and about, you don't necessarily need to go to a special park or a special activity center or, you know, I know we can't anyway because of lockdown, but they see so much around them, um, on just little walks in nature or outside, or even if you live in, you know, central London or whatever, and you can spot 10 red buses or something, um, that's fun for them too. Keep having to remind myself, she is only two. And that was something that (laughs) I got really cross with Hendrik about because we got her, I will come onto this with potty training, but whilst I'm here, we got her a present because she's been doing so well. Um, And before we started potty training, Hendrik and I agreed that we would give her this really cute little wooden tea set. It's absolutely adorable. I love it. She's super into having tea parties. And I thought, brilliant, this is a great opportunity to give her her tea set when she can actually play with it rather than being overwhelmed with toys at Christmas. And Hendrik was like, that's a rubbish present. It's not big enough. Like, it's not it's not really what she wants. She hasn't chosen it. And like, she's two. She's two. She doesn't know what she wants for starters. And also she's two. Like, what seems like a a tiny present to us is massive for her, and she's gonna love it. Anyway, he went and got her. (laughs) My god. He went and got her. She did choose it, to be fair, but he went and got her this dog. I'll try and share it on my Instagram at some point, but this dog which barks and walks, and it has a lead, so Amandine essentially has her own dog, and I was like, do you know what you're setting yourself up here for? Is her wanting a real dog? ASAP, which I really want, by the way, but Hendrik will not have it. Um, I feel like you learn a lot about my husband in these podcasts. Okay, um, I'm not quite sure how we got onto that, but that I have. 
How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, I'm tired, as I have explained. And, uh, yeah, but no, I'm fine. Thank you very much. Um, oh, another question saying, how are you? Oh, you guys are so sweet. Thank you. Um, I really am fine. I'm, yeah, I'm tired. And I, it's a really odd time because I feel like we're coming out of lockdown, but we're not really coming out of lockdown. I feel like there's so uncertainty with all this tier thing and what tier are you going to be in? And then everyone wants to know what they're doing for Christmas so they can make plans. Um, I feel very concerned for our economy um, and how all of this is going to play out in the next you know, two to five years, um, and how we're essentially all going to pay for what's happened. Um, so yeah, that's definitely playing on my mind. And, um, I have days, I have days, I think like everybody has days, you know, I think especially my hormones are running wild, as you can imagine, but I have days where I just wake up and I'm like, oh God, another day. Another day that I have to get through, another day where I have to try and think out of, you know, five things, which one am I going to pick today to do with Amaldine again? Um, and it's just going to be a bit disheartening, can't it? And having very little, everyone's the same, I'm sure, but having very little to look forward to in the diary. <laughs> um, you know, work is obviously a massive concern. Um, as you guys know, I'm I teach yoga, so that hasn't really been happening. I mostly run workshops and retreats and events. And obviously that hasn't happened because of COVID for the last year, and actually really two years, three years almost because of uh, being with Aldine. You guys know that I ran the Mum Talk event. That's a year ago now. That was in November, beginning of November last year. That's a year ago now. So yeah, I mean... It's a, it is quite a, it's a struggle. It is a struggle because I haven't I haven't essentially been able to work, and I was very much planning the beginning of this year to have this year working um, in preparation for then hopefully getting pregnant and then not work again <laughs> for a little while. And I feel like the not working again for a little while will be slightly longer this time because I'll have two. Um, and it'll be finding that balance about finding two. So, and obviously Hendrik's been out of work um, since March. He's flown what four times. He hasn't got anything booked in until the end of time at the minute. So it's tough. It is really tough. It's a tough place to find ourselves in. But no one, no one thought they would find themselves in this place either. And we are a hell of a lot luckier and in a pri more privileged position than a lot of people. So um, I'm not in any way moaning, but it is playing on my mind, as I'm sure it is all of yours on a daily basis. Okay, let's move on. What are you enjoying most about this age with A? Oh, I love this age with Amaldine. She's forming so many sentences it's brilliant she comes out the most hilarious things she started to swear as you probably know Hendrix swears a lot um so she she and actually it was me I think I was on the phone to my sister and we couldn't connect with my mum or something on FaceTime and I said oh sh1t um I like to list these podcasts clean as often as I can on apple iTunes so I will try not to swear uh, and and I'm very aware that sometimes your kids are listening which isn't ideal for my swearing um, and she repeated it so that was not ideal but I kind of feel like if I don't react to it then it's going to be okay it's just like another word and then she'll forget it until I say it again 
naive, I know, but that's where I'm going with it at the moment. Um, yeah, so she's speaking loads. I can really have a conversation with her. So we went to the beach yesterday with uh, a friend and we were building sandcastles, which was the first time actually that I'd ever realised she, well, that she'd ever engaged that much with being at the beach and playing and, and building sandcastles. She was loving it. Um, and then this little black dog came over and trampled on her sandcastle. Luckily, it was only one side, so managed to repair it quite quickly. She didn't get upset. She didn't really seem too bothered. I just kind of whisked the broken sand away and replaced it with another uh, block of sand. Um, my friend has the most brilliant sandcastle kit (laughs) it's brilliant I'd never seen so many kind of different bits it was brilliant um and anyway I just didn't think anything of it and then Hendrik put her to bed because I was teaching yoga on zoom and Hendrik texts me um at the end of my session and said was there a black dog that knocked over Amandine's sandcastle and I was like yes did Abby tell you that who told you that how how do you know about that I didn't tell you that and Amandine before going to sleep had told Hendrik in French that there was a chien noir which is a black dog that had knocked over her sandcastle on the beach and she'd said naughty dog naughty dog (laughs) and she told Hendrik all about it and I had no idea that she had kind of taken that on board and it just it just amazes me and I think that's the thing every single day she amazes me she loves her balance bike oh my god absolutely loves it I can't recommend that bike enough we paid full price for it I have no deal or anything wouldn't that be nice wouldn't that be nice though and and no deal going on with womb bikes it's it's a really weird thing to say Hendrix says it much better with his European background um but it's W-O-O-M and it's sold by the Little Bike Company in the UK. They're the stockist in the UK. And Amandine is booting it and she loves it. She absolutely loves it. And it's so refreshing to see her do something like that. And also, I can kind of go on a proper walk with her, with her bike. Yes, I still take the buggy because after, you know, 10 minutes she's knackered. But she's really booting it and her confidence is growing and her independence is growing and it's just it's really beautiful to see she's getting incredibly bossy which which is great because she knows what she wants and she's figuring out her independence but I think we will have to put in some uh well I don't know what the correct word would be but some buffers (laughs) to rein that in slightly I think so she kind of shouts in the morning going open the door mama open the door and then we'll be downstairs and I'll be making lunch and she goes open the fridge mama open the fridge pick me up (laughs) we do need to work on our please and thank yous she's very good but we do need to work on it a little bit okay um just wanted to say absolutely love your podcast and your voice is so therapeutic oh thank you (laughs) thank you I don't take compliments very well but that's really really sweet um, and yes, I have heard that my voice can be quite soothing and calming sometimes. I don't think Hendrik would agree with that at all. I think he finds it very annoying. But um, yeah, I come down in the morning and I say three words to him and he's like, uh, do we need to talk this much this morning? <laughs> and I literally have said, how are you? Did you sleep well? Because obviously we don't sleep in the same bedrooms right now because I have to pee 
twice during the night and Hendrik cannot handle that level of disturbance in his bedtime and his sleep. Okay, Um, he's a very good man, I promise you. He's a very good man. One day I will get him on this podcast. Um, I will. He's a very good man. He's just uh, tricky. He's half German and half French. I feel like that could explain a lot. Okay, and a potty training question to finish with, um, which leads me into potty training. So let's start from the beginning and then I'll come back to your question. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to share how Amandine is doing. Um, I'm just going to very briefly recap on what we have done. Um, And then I will share all of your wonderful mum advice after. And I'm literally just going to read through your advice because some of it is fantastic. Well, all of it is fantastic. We all have our own way. Um, A lot of them cover the same point of your advice, which is wonderful because I think it's really important, the point that the points that they cover. Um, Okay, so Amazine's been doing fantastically well. We started uh, not this Tuesday. So we started two weeks ago today. um, And we are at the point where she is doing every single wee and every single poo in the potty. I'm going to say this out loud, but I am going to touch wood at the same time. We have not had an accident for, I would say, a week. I think I think it's been a week since we had an accident. But the last accident, I really do feel, wasn't... I mean, none of no accident is her fault, but I wouldn't say this one was a purposeful accident. She was really constipated and she was very much kind of waiting for her poo to arrive <laughs> and um she did a tiny 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 little poo on the floor and then ran to the potty or said to mummy or said to me said to me um maman maman popo arrive popo arrive <laughs> which is my poo's arrived, essentially. Um, So I shoved her on the potty, and it was fine, but she was very, very constipated. And then she got up super excited that she'd done her poo, and then she did a wee on the floor. So I really don't think that that was, uh, you a purposeful accident. Not that really any of them are purposeful, but you know what I mean. Um, So when we first started, briefly to recap, when we first started on two weeks Tuesday ago, Hendrik was going away, Um, he was off to do his sim in Gatwick, so I knew that he'd been gone for a couple of nights, which really suited me better, because I think in his mind he wasn't really sure that Amandine was ready, and I knew that she was ready, um, and I think he probably just wanted to avoid it, to be honest, and also I felt like in our situation she's better off following one adult rather than two if we have different views on the matter and I feel like if Hendrik had seen two days of accidents which is what happens he which is what happened with Amandine he would have said she's not ready she's not ready let's go back into nappies but I knew she was ready just all of the research that I'd done and all of the mums that I'd spoken to those two days of accidents are really quite common. So we had, I mean, really it was a day and a half of accidents because Hendrik didn't leave until lunchtime Tuesday. So she was in a nappy Tuesday morning and then when he left, she went straight into pants. Actually, just trousers to start with. Um, And we'd been teaching her to pull down her trousers. She literally did peas on the floor. She Because they don't know when it's coming. You know, they have to get used to that feeling of, oh, that's a full bladder, what do I do here? Um, and to start with, they don't they don't know that's the feeling that they have when they go to the loo because they're so used to just having a full bladder, not thinking about it and peeing, you know? Um, so 
Amandine uh, started to, well, she all of a sudden actually went to the potty. Was it Thursday night? Yeah, uh, um, Wednesday night. Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. Um, Hendrik got back and he was on the phone to his mum and I was just doing something. And Amandine said, oh, wee wee, wee wee. And she ran to the potty and she did a poo and she did a wee on the potty. Now, I think that that first time on the potty, this time around, as you guys know, we tried back at the beginning, but we weren't really trying, to be honest. Um, And uh, she did, and I really think it's because she did her poo. She knew that the poo takes so much longer, doesn't it, to arrive, essentially, that she knew she needed to get onto the potty before she went to the loo. And because of that, that's why she, that then triggered the, oh, I've got it. That was the aha moment. She did a poo, she did a wee, she got chocolate. She got super, super duper lots of praise, um, but not over the top, because I feel like sometimes over the top isn't necessarily the best thing for every child, but she got loads of praise, told her how proud she was, she got some chocolate, and away we went. And then we had two or three days um, of no accidents, then we had a day of a couple of accidents, um, and then nothing really. So super impressed with how Amandine has got on, and I have very much taken the tack of having letting Amandine have control was really important for our potty training um, and saying to Amandine, Amandine, you let me know when you need to go to the, the potty, okay? And then she will. And, and now she won't even tell you. She just potters off to the loo, pulls down her trousers and that's it. And then she just goes, mama, mama, pee pee, pee pee. And then I go and I clean her bottom. And we have found that her bottom's getting a bit sore because... Obviously, it's quite tricky to clean them when they're not lying down (laughs) and you haven't, you know, legs akimbo and cleaned their bottom, I think, especially for girls, maybe. I'm not sure. It's quite tricky. So she has been getting a bit of a sore bottom. Um, I think that's also everything just, you know, it changes, isn't it? The nappy is so good at sucking any moisture whatsoever away from that area. Um... Uh, yeah, but anyway, I've been making a, a extra effort, so I've been cleaning her bottom rather than Amandine wiping her bottom, and then we'll go back in a few in a few weeks. Maybe I'll start to teach her how to wipe her bottom um, when when she's really really got the potty under control. And and I mean to be honest, we wouldn't have given her her present if she hadn't, you know, if we didn't feel like we were at the point where she had really really got it my biggest tip which I found out from myself um, and just a situation when we were out we were down by the wood I think I spoke about it last week we were down by a stream this was her first outdoor wee she hadn't done an outdoor wee before I think she'd been holding it we took our my carry potty which is a little penguin it's absolutely brilliant I'll try and share it on Instagram um and she sat by the stream and she did a pee straight away she said pee pee she sat on it she did a pee And now she'll ask for the river. And so I pull up a river sound on YouTube. She'll watch it and then she'll pee straight away. But now, (laughs) now, 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 I know I keep saying now, but like today, for instance, she'll sit, she'll go, mama, mama, I need river. And then she'll pee before I've even got the river out. So it's, it's amazing. She's doing so well. So I would say don't be disheartened if you get two days of accidents don't be disheartened. Maybe try and give it those three days 
and then see if you, if you really are getting more and more accidents as the days go by, perhaps they're not ready. Um, but we're going to cover, so I'm going to run through your advice now and we're going to cover, um, well, you guys are going to cover very much so what it looks like when your kid's ready. Um, but essentially I think it is, um, also everyone's, everyone's, um, advice differs slightly. So if you hear something and you think, oh no, that really isn't going to work for me. For instance, one lovely mum has mentioned no rewards, no punishments. I completely agree with no punishments. Absolutely. I agree with that. But with rewards, that was really helpful for Amandine. Really, really helpful, but it won't be for everybody. Not every kid likes being rewarded in something, you know, like chocolate or whatever. I know that the lady who invented my carry potty, I think her name's Amanda Jenner. I think. Um, she has a reward system with stars. So if you do a wee, you get one star. If you do a poo, you get two stars. And then I think when you have a certain amount of stars, you get something, whether that then be a chocolate. We have obviously found that we're giving minute bits of chocolate to Amaldine because there's a lot of weeing and pooing going on now. <laughs> um, and she would literally look like a chocolate snowman if we weren't careful because she loves her chocolate. So at some point we will have to say, no, you only get chocolate if you do a poo or we'll have to change the reward system slightly or maybe we'll turn it into a star system. But at the time we just knew that chocolate was going to work. So that's what we went with. Um, Okay, day and night, I'm starting with the advice now. Day and night are two very different things and will come at very different times for many. I completely agree with that. We haven't started doing night times uh, with Amandine Although she is pretty much dry, we just, we're not doing that yet. And naps. So naps and bedtime, she goes in a nappy. She completely seems to understand that daytime she's in pants. And when she sleeps, she's in nappies. She gets it. Uh, Just wait. Don't feel rushed by what your friends are doing. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, absolutely. And I really felt the pressure, but then... I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm not I'm not going to feel the pressure. Amandine will do it when she's ready in her own time. And I couldn't agree with that more. Every child is different. Even though some people say, oh, just boys are later than girls. Every child is so different. It depends what's going on in their life. You know, if you've just had a new baby and you've welcomed your new baby at the time when maybe you'd think about potty training, there's so much going on for them. They might not want to potty train because there's a lot more, you know, there's a lot for them to get used to, isn't there? Um... Keep taking them to the toilet and asking them if they need to go for a pss or a plop plop. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, that's great advice. We had to give Amandine the control because with Amandine especially, she needed um, to to feel that control. So me taking Amandine to the loo, I uh, wasn't working on me asking her if she needed to go pee pee or poo poo every 20 minutes, which one of the books advised, did just didn't work for us. She got really stressed out. So when I gave her the control, and that's what I learned from one of the mums that I was talking to, give Amandine the control. But again, it's not going to work for some of you. So some of you, this wonderful mum's advice, keep taking them to the toilet and asking them if they need to wee or poo, is going to work. That's, that's what's going to work for you. Uh, if you don't have carpet, set them free, totally. Uh, don't push it, do it when your child is ready, you'll know when they are. I think you will, you'll know when they are. They won't want to be in their nappy, they won't want to um, be sitting in their poo. They'll tell you when they need a pee, they'll tell you when they need a poo, they'll tell you when they need a nappy change. Although that wasn't necessarily true for Amandine. Um, I just noticed that with Amandine, she was very much more aware and happy for me to change her nappy. So before, be a bit of a fight to get her upstairs to change her nappy, but 
I really saw when I said to her, right, let's go and change your nappy now. You've done a wee or you've done a poo. She'd just go straight upstairs. Um, And that's when I knew she was ready. So I think, again, every child's different. They may not vocally tell you, but you may notice. And then putting a few of those clues together, plus their age, you might think, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Um, Nighttime is hormonal, so it can come years later, especially with boys. Yeah, I've read that too. No rewards, no punishments, just very matter of fact and no going back to nappies, to using nappies, no going back to using nappies sometimes. Yeah, totally agree with that. So when Hendrik took Amandine to forest school on Wednesday, he was like, I'm just going to put her in a nappy because I don't want to have to deal with the fact that she's going to need to wee or she's going to have an accident or um, I just don't want to deal with that. I was like, don't you dare. Don't you dare, because that's going to set her back. She's then going to think it's totally fine to go for a wee or a poo, and we're going to literally be starting from scratch. And I think that's the mistake that I made way back in March. Um, Amandine potentially wasn't ready, but I also think that I kind of just was like, oh, screw it, let's just go back to nappies. Um, But yeah, I would really... we As I've said, we use nappies at sleep time. Um, so whenever she sleeps, she has a, she goes nappy. And to be honest, that's kind of because I need to sleep. I don't want to get woken up in the middle of the night to mommy, I need a pee. Um, because I'm trying to sleep, (laughs) trying to sleep, uh, make them excited to choose their underwear. So they feel in charge. Oh, totally. Every morning, um, either Hendrik or I ask Amandine what color undies she wants to wear. Um, we've got some that with the days of the week on, not that she's ever wearing the days of the week, but what does that matter? But they've also got little fruits on, um, like a raspberry or pineapple or something or yeah, something like that on watermelon and they're colored and they're cute and she loves it. So she'll, she'll pick out her clothes now as well. And she's super excited. Read the book. Oh crap. Yeah. I've heard about that book. I think it's meant to be really good. I didn't read it, but um, a couple of my friends have heard it's good. Be consistent, stay relaxed, offer the potty at key moments. Think of when you would naturally go. Yeah, totally. Letting your child take the lead. Um, definitely go completely naked for the first two days. My carry potty, let them choose which one. Yeah, I let Amandine choose which my carry potty she wanted as well. Um, and she loves it. Some of my friends think it's a big, um, a big lunchbox, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, so when I rock up, they're like, why are you, why are you carrying a lunchbox for Amandine? Like it's a potty, but it was, it's really, really good. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Okay. Um, I don't think there is an approach other than looking for signs that the child is ready, preparing them for the toilet, preparing them for toilet training and then being relaxed and calm. It should be an easy process. Uh, and this lady or gentleman, um, has written a blog on it. Yes. Um, she or he is at bespoke family. Um, so it's bespokefamily.co.uk blog toilet training. And there's a blog if you want to read up on that. I, in all honesty, I haven't read it, but I'm sure it's full of really helpful information. Um, so this from another listener. We started today and rewarding with something small, tiny bit of chocolate. After each we all poo for two days, then we'll go down to each poo. Yeah, that's a good idea. We didn't do that. Um, done really well today. One accident. And it was when the husband was cleaning the potty. So hoping tomorrow is smooth. Have ordered a travel potty. Um, been leaving him naked from the waist down as it's easier. Thinking of introducing pants day three or four. He likes the potty in the corner hidden away and also likes to use the seat on the toilet. See, there's just... I tried a few days in the summer 
went well for a few days and he refused to take the nappy off. And I think that just goes to show that every child is different, isn't it? Amandine likes her potty in view. She likes me to sit next to her while she's doing her wee or her poo. Um, one of my friends said that their kid likes to stare them down when they're having a wee or a poo. <laughs> every child is so different and that's the thing. I think you just have to go with knowing your child and adapting the research and adapting what you're reading or what you're hearing to fit your child and what's going to work for you. For Amandine, leaving her naked didn't work for us. We put trousers on, so she had that feeling of getting her trousers wet. We'd have to change her trousers. Um, you know, so I think it really is dependent on each kiddo. Uh, we're currently doing it. I'd say that the most important thing for my daughter, just over two and a half, has been to wait until she's ready. Yeah, totally. Tried a few times to do it earlier and found it really stressful and not that successful. We had a break and this time around she's taken to it easily. Potty in the room and regular sit-ons, but she just goes herself too without being asked. So I'm sure it's readiness. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, tried in June 2020. It was a disaster. Every wee and poo in his pants for two days. Red oh crap potty training and tried again. He's three now, which puts him in control. When do you, when you need a wee, the potty is there. Three days, no accidents at all. Amazing. We tried him indoors, no pants or trousers and worked so well. Apparently because when they're naked bottom down, they feel the wee and poo going down their leg, whereas pants, they sometimes don't mind wetting them. No bribes needed at all. He's now dry, dry in pants at night too. The book was amazing. Worked for our toddler because we didn't have to ask him if he needed a wee. He was in control of telling us when he needed to use the loo. Absolutely. Um, oh, okay, right, that's the end of potty training. Oh, potty training tips out and about. That was a question I wanted to get to. So I think I mentioned about the river. I definitely mentioned about the river. Um, so that's a good one. And getting a my carry potty or a travel potty is definitely a must. And just the same as if you're at home, take loads of um, change of clothes. And the first few times we went out, um, I had to change her clothes twice. Uh, that was actually at Forest School on the second day of accidents because I just was not going to put her in a nappy. Um, and it's fine. For the car, but seeing as no one's really doing any swimming at the moment, I have like a, a really thin changing mat that goes on the floor at the swimming pool, which Amandine stands on to change. I think quite a few people have those. Um, so I put that down on the car seat and then on top of that I put a towel. Now, I think for longevity I am going to get her a proper one um, because when we do longer journeys if we're lucky to go to my mum's for Christmas I will want to protect the car seat still but it's an hour and a half away so I don't really I'm not sure how safe it is really um, sitting on that stuff <laughs> so um, but kind of around and about it's okay I feel but yes something to protect your car seat I feel like is a must okay last thing I want to talk about today is um telling a sibling that they're going to have a new baby so I asked your advice um one of my friends actually dm'd me and said our little one came to our private scan we spoke about bump from then on she would kiss bump as part of bedtime routine uh of kissing us both before bed too, which was sweet. We told her bump was called Rosie once we'd picked that too. When we got all of the baby stuff out, we got her a pram and a baby, which she loved and played with lots. She would run and check the Moses basket every day and then say, oh no, no baby, maybe soon. Oh, that's so cute. Then lots of video calls to the hospital when I was on postnatal. Brings back so many lovely memories. Oh, that's so lovely. 
yeah, um, oh, Hendrik and I have been talking about it, and <laughs> as per usual, we share different views on it. He was kind of like, right, we, we can't, I'm not gonna, I don't want to tell her until you're two months away from giving birth. And I was like, well, two months isn't really that long to prepare her, <laughs> I don't think. Um, and also, I'm going to be big by two months. Uh, you know, that's only eight weeks to go, really. And I'm going to be big. I'm not really going to be able to do much of the stuff that I did before. I, d I don't know, maybe I will, but picking her up might be a bit more tricky. And I feel like I need to explain to her why, and she needs to know why. Also, we're going to need to do things like um, get her into a big bed uh, because I would like the, I'm not going to buy two cots and I would like the cot free for the baby um, because one of the things that we did with Amandine when she was teeny tiny was she took a lot of her naps in the day in the cot in her room, um, which made transitioning into her room really, really easy. So I think I'd like to quite I'd quite like to do that again. Plus, I'd like a room where I can just put her down with the, uh, you know, spinny thing over her head. And she can or I, I keep saying she I don't know. It's a girl. <laughs> For those of you who are thinking, oh, she knows it's a girl. She's not telling us. I don't know. I don't know. I think I just because Amandine is a girl, I just um, keep referring to baby as she. Um, so, yes. Uh, <laughs> and. We, I would like to tell her now, because <laughs> I think she knows. I think we talk about, we don't talk about it loads in front of her, but we talk about it enough for there to be, you know, for, for her to pick up, it, kind of pick up that the word baby floating around. Um, and I don't ever want her to feel like we're keeping her from things. I mean, we're a family after all, so I am... Um, I, I want to go through it all with her and this is massive for her obviously I'm not too sure she'll react how I think she's going to react um and I think the more time she has to get used to it the better so I would quite like to do it I, I would definitely want to do it at the 20 week scan obviously she can't come with me because of coronavirus but I am um, I would like to do it after then because I think it's just after Christmas my 20 week scan or even just before Christmas, because I feel like there's no way in my family I'm going to really talk about it in front of her, and I don't ever want for her to feel confused um, about what everybody's talking about. My sister's going to get her a doll for Christmas, so I think it would be quite fun to kind of tell her then. I don't know. Or just not make a big thing of it. And then when she starts to notice the bump, she'll start to put two and two together I really don't know hence why I asked your advice um so and it's a very popular question I'm getting seeing as we're going through it more advice okay my little boy was five months so he didn't get it till she was nearly here okay that's good to know um three months pregnant she knows there's a baby in mummy's tummy and gives cuddles and kisses that's so cute that's so cute uh told my two-year-old Monty when I was eight weeks he said no thank you <laughs> I think Amandine might do the same. I really do. Told my 20-month-old he's been really excited. Uh, oh, sorry. My 20-month-old has been really excited. He likes pulling up my top to look at the bump. Oh. Um, to our two-year-old at 20-week scan. So told our two-year-old at 20-week scan. Went well. He was convinced it was a girl. Luckily, she was. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, around six months started introducing the idea to the two-year-old and continued mentioning in conversation 
So there we go. Quite a few different times for telling little one, which kind of makes me, again, similar to potty training, I guess. You know your child and telling them when you think it's ready and when they start realising it's not too many mince pies that you've eaten um, (laughs) would probably be a good idea. I just don't ever want her to feel duped out of, um, you know... I mean, she probably hasn't got that mental capacity yet to feel that, but I never want her to feel like we're keeping her things from her or we're, we're not telling her something that's obviously going to change her life, because <laughs> it will. Um, but for the better, I hope. But I would like to know the sex before I tell her, because I would like to tell her if she's having a brother or a sister, because then we can use books to help to explain that she's going to have a brother or a sister to play with, and it's going to be fun, and we're going to be a big family. And so there we go. There we go, everybody. What a pod. What a podcast. Just over an hour. I'm going to leave you. I'm going to love you and leave you. I'm going to go and make some lunch for my little fam who have been out um and then i will catch up with you guys next week go and follow instagram please 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 on mum talk podcast so you can be very much part of the podcast very much part of the conversation and i've been putting out the stories on trying to conceive um this this week and last week Uh, I'm going to get some more stories in. I'm going to choose another topic. It will probably be... I'm not too sure, actually. Um, I'll choose another topic. So if you would like to share your story, whatever it might be, I would really love to hear it. Um, And I would really love to share it with other mums. Again, I'm kind of turning that Instagram page into something that can be really helpful again. So reading other mums' experiences, other mums' advice, other mums' highs and lows. That's what it's all about. That's what this podcast is about, sharing the highs and lows of motherhood, parenthood, um, and everything that goes with it. Okay, if you haven't yet, I'm sorry, I ask you this every week, but if you haven't yet reviewed, please review. It makes a world of difference, um, especially for a tiny little podcast like mine. The more reviews I have, the higher up it goes, the more um, the more people see it, the more people can get involved in the conversation and hopefully be supported and uh, feel part of our community. And subscribe, that would be really, really helpful. I really appreciate it. Um, and come and let's continue the conversation over on Instagram. I know I've been really rubbish on it, but I just haven't felt like putting my face on it for the last, you know, 15 weeks or so. But I will come back properly and start sharing loads. And I'm going to come back onto the Emma Jolan one, which I know you will follow as well for just more general chitter chatter. Um, but yeah, that's going to take me a bit more time, I think. Okay, love you all, and I hope you have a lovely rest of your week. I will catch up with you next week.